grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We study the Acts of the Apostles written by Luke in the New Testament. Lesson 13, Journey to Rome. Sounds good, Journey to Rome. Paul was not free. He was in jail. He was taken captive. And it was decided to sail to Rome. In Acts 27 we read, When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius. We boarded a ship from Atramitium, about to sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia. And we put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. So we have Paul, Luke, and Aristarch from Thessaloniki. That's here. These three, they start. And on this map here, we see the green line. Where are they go? Sailing to Rome. The first part of the journey was a quiet one. There are 276 persons on the ship. They go on from port to port. And in verse 9 we read, Much time had been lost when they arrived here at La Creta. So they had gone up here, along, another way here. About one third of the journey. And in those days, you could travel in the Mediterranean Sea from April to October at the most. November, December, January, February, March. No one traveled on the sea. It was much too dangerous because in winter, winter storms made it dangerous, very dangerous. You could only go by boat very short distances when there was a fine day and you can manage in one day to get from here to there. It's only very short distances, but not going to Rome. Sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the fast. The fast, the time in October. And it was now after the fast. So Paul warned them. Man, verse 10, I can see 
This is important. I can see. Why can he see? Because God gave him the sight for the future. I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo and to our own lives also. It's a warning. The captain and the centurion, they get a warning. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, as they thought, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. Phoenix was about 65 kilometers farther on here on crater. So they were about here and they wanted to go around here to a better harbor for the winter. And when a gentle south wind began to blow, a gentle south wind, they thought they had obtained what they wanted. They thought so. They thought they had obtained what they wanted. So they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of Hurricane force. Have you heard that? A wind of hurricane force. Called the Northeaster. Swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and were driven along. And that was the end from the very beginning. And from then on, it took a fortnight. For 14 days, they could not see the sun. And for 14 days, they could not see a single star. 14 days in store. Imagine. It was just horrible. No one on the ship thought that he would stay alive instead of Paul. The shipwreck. Verse 21. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Man, you should have taken my advice. You should have taken my advice. Not 
to sail from Crater. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you, not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. How can he say this? Not one of you will be lost. <laughs> For a fortnight, a hurricane storm drives them through the ocean. Last night, an angel of the God whose I am and whom I serve stood beside me. This is the mystery. What did the angel say? Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. Hmm. One saves 275 people. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. Everything happened as had been foreseen here. The angel had told him the future. And really... They heard special sounds in their ears. It sounded like a coast. And they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks of the island... They dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. And then the sailors wanted to escape from the ship with the lifeboat. But Paul discovered, and he told the centurion, he said, if the sailors escape with the lifeboat, then we are lost. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> How to go on with the ship. They are the experts. And what did the soldiers do? The lifeboat was bound with ropes to the big boat. So they just, with their swords, cut the ropes and the lifeboat dashed into the water. So they were without the lifeboat now. But the sailors could not escape now. And then they, when it became daylight, they set sail and the ship moved on to the coast. A slight coast. And 
because it was sandy, it got stuck in the ground. But because of the mighty waves, the back part broke apart. And the soldiers wanted to kill all the prisoners <laughs> so that they cannot escape. But the centurion, Julius, he wanted to save Paul. So he did not allow to do that. Those who could swim tried to swim. Those who could not swim used some wood. And all 276 made it to the coast. But it was cold, about 10 degrees at this time of the day. But it was raining, cats and dogs. They were wet. It was cold. They were freezing. They collected branches together, made a fire. People from the island helped them. And when Paul put some branches into the fire, a snake and a poisonous snake, a very poisonous snake, could be seen on Paul's arm, hanging there. And the people of the island said, look, this must be a very bad man. He has escaped to sea, but now he will be dead. And they waited for him to die. But nothing happened. And after that, they did not say he's a bad man. They said, he's a god. In this part of the island, it was the island of Malta, so they made shipwreck here. On this island, Malta, we can see it there. There was a rich man who had his houses there. And Paul and his companions could stay there for three days. And the father of Publius, he was very ill. And Paul prayed for him and healed him. When the other people on the island got the message that the father of Publius was healed by Paul. They all brought their sick people and all were healed. They stayed on the island for three months and the inhabitants helped them. They gave them shelter, they gave them food and gave them food for the journey to Rome. In Malta, when Paul arrived on Malta and all the other 275 were saved, we see that God blesses the people around one Christian. There's Paul, and God wants to save him. He must appear before Caesar. 
as a witness. And because of Paul, 275 people are saved too. That's interesting to see when we think of Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah. An angel tells Abraham he wants to destroy Sodom. And Abraham says, well, if there are 50 fine people, are they destroyed with the bad ones? No. If there are 50, will not happen. But there are not 50. And Abraham asks, maybe there are 45. When there? Maybe 40? Maybe 30? 20? 10? God said, if there are 10 righteous people in Sodom, it will be spared. Imagine. But there weren't 10. We, we have no idea what's going on on this planet. We don't have a look into the unseen world, but we know Christians are the salt of this planet. And each single Christian produces a surrounding of blessings. And if there are few Christians in a town, this town will be blessed, although there only are a few Christians. These few have an influence. And we see it here on Malta. God blesses the shipwrecked. And they can relax for three months. And Paul is in a way prepared for the work which has to come for him the next days. Because he's going to Rome. It, it will be the highlight of all his missionary journeys. And he needs some time of rest. And there on Malta, he's a healing person. And those who meet him there, all the inhabitants of the island, they remember Paul as the one who is able to heal the sick. And they hear the message of Jesus. We are not informed how many people were converted, but we are informed that they all were very, very thankful. And that they gave food and shelter. Food and shelter. Because they had experienced the blessings of the Lord. Sometimes there's only a chance for preaching. And sometimes there's only a chance for healing. But both elements are important, as we see. Some listen when they see how someone is healed. And sometimes they listen when you talk to them. God uses both ways. And we see Paul 
was used in both ways. And the inhabitants of Malta were blessed. What a journey. What a blessing. Paul in Rome, finally. So when springtime had come, three months they had stayed in Malta, they went on, going up Sicily along, and came up to Puteoli. From there they went on their feet. We read that there were brethren in Puteoli. The brothers there, we read in chapter 28, verse 15, the brothers there had heard that we were coming, and they, were, and they traveled as far as the Forum of Appius and the three Tavana to meet us. They came from Rome. At the sight of these men, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. So not being put into a jail. No, he had a private home. He had a soldier who was with him, guarded him so that he does not run away. But he, he had his own living. Now, three days later, Paul did something what he did whenever he entered a new town. Normally he went into the synagogue, but now he was a captured person. He couldn't just move around as he wanted. So he called together the leaders of the Jews in Rome, and they assembled, and he told them what had happened. Interesting. And they didn't know anything about the story. And those from Jerusalem had not given message to them in Rome. And Paul tells them how it came about, that what happened in the temple and with Felix and Festus and King Agrippa and all the stories. And Damascus, where he experienced the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, for this reason, verse 20, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. And they replied, we have not received any letters from Judea concerning you. And none of the brothers who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. No information. It's important. Paul is the first to give information. And they say, but we want to hear what your views are. 
And this is important. The Jews say, the Jewish leaders, we want to hear what your views are. For we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect. So the early church is described as a sect. That's interesting, isn't it? A sect. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day. Everything was arranged. So it was as if Paul would go to a synagogue and preach there. The, the Jews came up to him, to his flat, and they were willing to listen. They wanted to hear him. They themselves. And Paul had invited these Jewish leaders on the third day when he was in Rome. Do you see his, his vision? On the third day when he's in Rome, he wants to see the Jewish leaders. He wants to tell them about the gospel of Jesus. This is the Apostle Paul. He wants his Savior to be lifted up. The victory of the gospel. Now, large numbers of Jews come to the place where Paul lives. From morning Till evening, he explained and declared to them the kingdom of God. From morning to evening. So when Paul had the chance to teach, he went on teaching. He did not stop. And he declared to them the kingdom of God and tried to convince them about Jesus from the law of Moses and from the prophets. What was the reaction? Some were convinced. Some were convinced by what he said. But others would not believe. This is as it happens all the time. Some believe, some do not believe. It is something which happens in the heart. So it is a decision of the will. Do I want or do I not want? When there is a marriage, the one who want to be married, they are asked, are you willing to marry this person? Are you willing to? Is it your will? Do you want to do this? And the same it is with Jesus. Do you want? This is what I ask you. Do you want? Do you want to be with Jesus? If you want to, you will succeed. If you do not want to, you will not succeed. A relationship can only be built if you want to build this relationship. And if you tell someone, oh, you, you, you will not be able to convert me. Of course not. This can only happen 
by yourself. Nobody else can do that for you. You must do it by yourself. Only you yourself can build a relationship to Christ, not another one for you. That's impossible. You cannot do it for your child. You cannot do it for your mother. You're not for your brother or sister. You can only do it for yourself. And building this relationship will make you happy because you come home to the one who has made you, who has created you, and who wants you to live forever. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed among themselves. Two groups. And so it will be in the end of time. Two groups. One will be saved. One will be lost. To whom will you belong? To which group will you belong? It is your choice. You are going to decide. And Jesus is the one who gave his blood for you. He gave everything that you can live forever. Have you already thanked him for it? Have you started building a relationship? Then you will be saved. May God bless you. Summary. This last journey of the Apostle Paul, he made as a captive. He was taken with other prisoners by boat to Rome. And when we remember, till they got to this island, Crete, it was easy. But then the winter storms came. And Paul told them, let's stay here. It will be dangerous to go on. And do you remember what happened? In chapter 27, 11. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. They thought to move a little bit farther to the next harbor and there to stay for the winter. Only the next harbor. Only a small distance. But the small distance was too far. And for 14 days, they were in a hurricane storm. For 14 days. In verse 21, after this fortnight, Paul says, Man, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. You should have taken my advice. Then it would have been much easier for them. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. 
And this is something which happens in men's lives daily. We get a warning by a person who knows what he's talking about. But instead of listening, people listen to someone else. They listen to people, they mean they are experts. And then they experience damage and loss. But because God wanted Paul to be in Rome, to come to the Caesar, to be a witness for Christ. He saved with Paul. Although they got shipwrecked, he saved together with Paul 275 people. Not a single one died. They all came to Rome. Everybody. Not a single one was lost because of Paul. And what makes one really happy to see there in Rome, he stays for two years, has a flat by his own, can invite people, and all the ones who come can hear the gospel, the Jewish community, and everyone else. We read towards the end of chapter 28, For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. All who were interested came there. And for two years, he could proclaim Jesus from this rented home. Boldly and without hindrance, without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. For two years, long before Paul had dreamed to come to Rome, he never would have dreamed that it would be such a situation. But in the end, it was the victory of the gospel. And many, many people found Jesus through a Paul who was guarded by a soldier, who was not allowed to leave his home, but it was allowed that people came to him. What a blessing to a city. One has come and many can listen. And all who are willing will be blessed forever. Amen.